Hi, I am Matti, and this is the second episode of my Complex Stranger podcast. In this podcast, we listen to strangers and their stories in order to practice listening before making incorrect judgments. One of the main criteria that differentiates between a listener and a good listener is that a good listener is able to listen to different people with different cultural backgrounds and preferences and provide them with a trusting and comforting environment. To this end, one needs to also know whom she is listening to. The listener must know her audience, which in this context is the speaker. People are complex and uniquely different. This makes listening a challenging process. For instance, one might need a constant acknowledgement from the listener to feel comfortable. But on the other hand, one might find talking easier if they don't make eye contact. A good listener senses the moment, the mental state of the speaker, and the vitality of the topic to support the dynamic of the listening process. Knowing how to react, signal, and get involved in the discussion at that specific moment with that particular person makes one a distinguishable listener. One of the most challenging pieces of knowledge that a listener ought to possess is the proper type of feedback he or she is supposed to provide. It is a key point to discover if the speaker needs an unconditional agreement, support, if they need us just to listen with sympathy, or the speaker is looking for an actual and honest help based on our experiences. This is challenging because discovering the type of feedback requires a long time and requires the right amount of information about the speaker as well. A good listener aims to discover this information in earlier stages in the discussion and uses it as a tool to connect to the speaker on a deeper level. You can practice it by talking to your friends. Think about their motivation in sharing their daily stories, how they spent their day, and how angry they are with their postman, and see if you can provide them with what they're looking for. In this episode, we will listen to Kentaro and his story of coming to Germany. You can find his portrait in the description of this episode. I hope you enjoy listening. My name is Kentaro Yoneda. I'm from Japan, Hiroshima. I grew up in Japan and spent most of the time in Hiroshima mm-hmm. till the age of 18. Mm. And I went to university to next prefecture called Yamaguchi and then studied for computer science for four years. And afterwards, oh, actually, during my study, I went to Canada for one year. Oh, no, one month, actually, one month, just one month, because I was always interested in foreign country. And after visiting Canada, I got more interested in Western country. I tried to apply for university abroad, but my English was so bad, I couldn't. And I went to master program in Japan in Fukuoka prefecture. It's another prefecture. 
And during this time, I finally found a way to go to Europe with a program called Vulcanus. It's a program for Japanese people to go to Europe for internship with scholarship together. So I went to Germany for one year. And that was 2009 in Berlin, the first time. And I got so much culture shock. For example, I prepared by myself to speak in German with German people. Mm -hmm. So I learned what they do, like handshake, and also beer is popular here. I check around. But once I arrived, it's so different. People hug each other and kiss on the street. And what I was more shocked is my classmates from language school because they are all Latino, Latina. Uh, it's not only hugging and handshake, they are more touchy and kissing. I never expected that they come to hug me and kiss on my cheek. So I was really shocked. Like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> And my English was bad, they don't speak English neither. So, <laughs> like trying to communicate in German. Yeah, that was a really big culture shock. Let's go back to, to your hometown. My hometown. Hiroshima has this big history, right? Yeah. Like atomic bombs and so all I think... happening. So, how people right now okay. look to the Western countries and especially United States and what's the what's the first impression of an American that comes there? How people... So Japanese people love United States. So from childhood I watch a lot of TV series or movie. So I really wanted to go US. That was my first idea about US. Of course you learn history in school. But it's just a history and then Japanese people do not take as the fact. It's like just a education and you learn it. But Japanese education system does not make any special feeling against any countries. So you just learn how it is, what happened. But most probably we lost in the war. American government did this kind of education that make us love the United States in the end, mm. probably. So even if you are from Hiroshima, everybody loves America. Of course, the people who had a war, maybe they don't have the same feeling, like the maybe grand-grandfather, grand-grandmom, because they had to fight. Yeah. <laughs> and they were told America is the enemy. But now, nobody's thinking that way. So Japanese people basically love United States. Everybody dream. Like, wow, U.S. is a great place. Even if you are from Hiroshima, it doesn't change anything. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, so what, what about the like, other side of the story? So you, came to, you went to Canada, right? I went to and Canada, then yeah. You came to another Western community-like country here in Europe, Germany. Yeah. So what is the perspective of the Western country compared to you? Do you feel that they look at you differently as a non-European person or what? what is these like stereotypical judgments that you experience? Do you have anything? Yeah, sure. For example, when I came to Germany for the first time in 2009, 
I look different. And at that time, there were no allow any Arabic people, mostly German and maybe Turkish, and some Asian people from Vietnam. So what I experience is I walk street, all the kids walking next to me, maybe like elementary school kids, they scream to me, hello, in Japanese, konnichiwa, or Chinese, ni hao, or Korean, anihaseyo. Everybody say any random Asian word to me. German people, German kids. Kids, yeah, but I thought it's funny and then cute. Because Japanese people do the same. If we see foreigners, they say hello. You know, all the English they know, they just say that. You know? So like, oh. But sometimes bad things happen, like, you know, drunk people, they just say like, oh, Japan, Japan, or like karate, or, you know, they just do the kung fu in front of me. It's not bad. And I didn't know it's bad things because nobody told me. But after starting to see American TV or American or any mass information on this news, internet, I realized it's, uh, it's just making fun of me, you know? <laughs> But in the beginning, I thought it's a friendly communication. Mm. But I got to know it's not that actually. So it was actually a different way of like communicating. So you thought that it would be it's uh, like interesting. You sh they're showing interest. Yeah, I thought I took it in a positive way in the beginning, but after seeing the SNS, they changed my view of seeing it. So in the beginning, I thought you know they're friendly, nice people, but after but most of the case in the in social media, they say it's a bad thing, right? Mm. Yes. I didn't mind it, but now I somehow care because of that. Because it's written, it's bad, okay? I see. <laughs> it changed see. my view of seeing that. Yes. I don't care if the kids say anything, like, hello, whatever. But I started to care if the adults started telling me, like... <laughs> yes. But I still yeah. think that, so it's different cultures that yeah. you, you've grown up and you feel like, yeah, when somebody's doing it, it it's, it's showing interest. Mm -hmm. They're showing interest. And recently I hear the word like Asian hate after the pandemic. Yes. I didn't really care, but if I know this word, I started to feel it. Is this maybe Asian hate? Like, you know? Like, for example, I was in a bar like two days ago. The friends of friends was drinking the Berliner Luft. Mm -hmm. And Over somehow there? they put the empty bottle in my bag. I came home, I opened my bag, there is Berliner Luft bottle empty. Like, what the fuck? Like, why does they do it? Is this Asian hate? I try, I don't know, but I just try to think why, why? and then, oh, maybe they hate Asians. Like, why? I have no idea. It never happened to me before. Like, somebody put empty bottle in my bag. Because I'm sure it's not their bag, they know that. But the thing is, right now there are many Asian people in, yeah. in Germany, right? Everywhere you go, you see like different people. It's mm -hmm. a melting pot of every different culture. Yeah. So and that might lead to a better mm -hmm. mixture of cultures in yeah. Germany. Because now the kids are seeing different people mm -hmm. with different colors, with different yeah. uh, preferences. And what I don't know is if it's because I'm Asian or just generally they are stupid people. For example, when the corona started, mm -hmm. some kids come to me and cough in front of me, you know, because they think I'm Chinese and it's from China. Oh. They do it like, 
<laughs> like obviously in front of me at the station. But that kids are not German, they are Turkish kids, for mm. example. So I don't know who are German, who are not German or yeah. But this happens to Asian people sometimes. But they are teenagers, I don't care because they are stupid. <laughs> if they are like adult like our age, I gonna be like what the fuck? But they what? are teenagers and they're doing shit. So what do you think? So I mean if so basically they're also here from somebody else, right? If as a parent uh-huh. you treat them and you raise them in a way that mm-hmm. to respect that and not to see things connected to countries like yes now even like adults mm-hmm. in on news they call they used to call like British virus or then like like Chinese yeah. virus or even like the president of the United States called it Chinese virus. Oh, yeah. So when people they're having like the most important job in the world mm-hmm. the president of the United States saying like that yeah so I cannot expect from anyone to mm-hmm. to say okay I, I differentiate between somebody being Chinese or Asian and yeah. the virus and it has nothing to do with me yeah so let's talk about other countries so you've traveled like a lot in t- to different so countries. when I came here 2009 I was a student, I had a scholarship, so I went to many different European countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had so much fun traveling. Went to Sweden, Poland, Belgium, Ireland. Yeah, and then so on. So what is it about them? So do you like the sightseeing? Do you like the meeting new people? What I liked that time was only visiting my friends. Mm-hmm. So it was exchange program between Japan and Europe. So all the students from Japan spread it in Europe. Uh, so I visited one guy in Iran. I visited someone in Spain. Yeah, that was what I liked. I don't like to see sightseeing spots. So okay. basically, I just visiting my friend, and they showed me around city. Okay. What about now? Now when you're traveling, you're still looking for friends, or yeah, basically only friends and then business mind mm, what I kind see. of opportunity I can have there yeah okay that's what I see I see mm-hmm. so what about your business so what are you doing you are you all still working on a computer science related job or not really at the moment I have only one client who asked me to maintain their website <laughs> that's only my one things I do and other than that, I do all um, salsa bachata. Salsa bachata. Dancing business, yeah. Okay, so, okay, very interesting. So let, tell me about a Japanese guy mm-hmm. teaching Cuban salsa and, and South American dance in Europe. Well, it just happened by accident because my friend asked me, hey, maybe you can teach. And I had a friend who was teaching in China and then, okay, maybe I can give a try. So I give a try. So the first one, two years, I just did once a week, you know, just for hobby, teaching to the same people, almost. And then Gabi joined, as you know, and we started to teach a bit more, like twice a week. And then... Shani started to help me. 
and Johnny and Carlos and Felipe. And little by little, I started to have more teachers. And it became bigger. Interesting. <laughs> I did not put so much effort actually for in the beginning to make it bigger. But once I started to hire, I had to pay them, so I put mm. more effort. I organized more events. Yeah. Okay, so, so when I introduce ISM to, to or your dancing school to other people, they're like, okay, who's the teacher? And I show you show you a picture or Instagram, they're like, oh, it, a Japan, Japanese guy mm -hmm. teaching Cuban salsa? Do you get this question a lot? Um, usually they are surprised when I say, oh, I didn't expect that answer from Japanese guy as a job. Many mm. people are surprised because it's not a typical job for Japanese. I see. Yeah. It's like you are telling your sushi master, you know, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like what, you know? So, of course, there are a lot of Japanese house teachers in Japan. Okay, maybe not as a lot as as much as in other countries, but there of course some in Japan as well. Yeah, so people surprised that what I do for my work, and I'm surprised too. I didn't plan that. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I plan to be a millionaire with my IT career. That was my plan. You know, start up. Do you still have ideas that you haven't followed, like when it comes to IT? If I have some ideas, no. You don't have ideas? I don't, I'm not doing anything with IT anymore. You don't come up with like ideas that, ah, such an application would be very nice to use or something like that? No, nothing. Okay. What I believe after doing many different challenges, like, okay, to start some business with IT, you need a budget. Yes. Uh, what about the dancing uh, business? So, do you have the plan to grow it, or you are thinking about having uh, like the same school somewhere else, or just having different branches? Oh, so basically, I want to start school in Mexico. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. In Mexico. So I believe that in Mexico there would be many, I don't know, either teachers or many, yeah, like yeah, basically a bigger dance community than here, no? I think so. I was there for four months. I started my lesson already there and people come to my lesson as well. well there are a lot of people who like dancing, so maybe there are more teachers, but there are more potential students as well. So I don't have any problem. Do you think the potential between Mexico, which you say the potential is higher in Mexico compared to Germany, is only in dancing or you saw it in different areas as well? I think in any industry, Mexico has more potential to grow because there's not so many big companies there. Uh, yeah. So it's less competitive. So exactly. Interesting. I think Mexican people make less money and then my business as well because I can't charge the same like here yeah so for example my private class here is 50 euro in Mexico I have to charge 15 euro 
but probably I will change the price a little bit more. 15 is a bit too less. Sorry. But generally everything is over there cheaper, yeah, right? Yeah, so cheaper. basically the price of the company would also, mm -hmm. the expenses go be lower, the rent if yeah. you're going to pay. So why Mexico? There was only one country you could go in February. That's why I went to Mexico. You know, because most of the countries say, don't come foreigner, please, no? Yes, because, yeah, because of COVID. Yeah. Now Germany has restricted entrance from 172 countries already. Restricted? Yes. They're forbidden? Yes. For visiting. Where, why I decided in the end is because I have a friend there. Uh -huh. Because Latin America, I have no idea. So I prefer someone I know is there. And then my ex flatmate she was in Mexico and she said hey come to my place you can stay for free That's amazing. yeah because once I had to close ISM I have no more income so okay if I can stay for free for one month why not that makes sense right? so I went to Mexico but if I go to like Colombia Cuba or whatever other countries in Latin America I have to pay and then also not as safe as Mexico, people say, so. Last thing, how was the communication over there? English. I uh, mean, I don't speak Spanish, I so. know, but you feel that English communication was easier there compared to here, or? I mean, for me the same, because the people I speak are only speaking English, you know, like I am in a foreign community, and then, yeah. But of course, the street food, restaurant, cafe, bar, they don't speak English at all. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to shop, restaurant, I have difficulty. But the friends I make are always international. So I don't have any difficulty there to speak in I see. English. Uh, do you want to tell us about the dating here? Oh, it doesn't how, exist. How, how do you think nationality impact here? Yeah, in, this case. in my opinion, most of Asian guys here has no luck. They have no luck. No luck. Mm. When it comes to online dating, we have low chance too much. Maybe in the person level, it might work. But most of the... I never heard any Asian guy who is super popular unless you're super handsome. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, you think it's related to being Asian? Sure, appearance-wise, because they match if you are beautiful, right? Yes. And the people think more blonde hair and the Asian German face are more beautiful. How about meeting people like outside, in clubs, bars, I don't know, like the, the standard way of meeting people? Um, if you get to know personality, they ha there are more chances, I believe. But there is a tendency that white guys are more popular here. That's how I think. I'm not sure. Or maybe just my skills, communication skill is not as good as other people to flirt with girls. I don't know. In Japan, China, Korea, it's much easier. First of all, all the people who are interested in Asia come to Japan, right? If they are foreigner or Japanese people. So. You have more chance for me. I mean, I have more chance there. 
That's the Japanese. Yeah. Because all the foreigners are there because they want to see Japan, right? So like, okay, why not to try Japanese guys too for one night? That may happen. Let's have a local cuisine. Interesting. Yeah. And in Mexico, I, at the moment, they are also super curious about all the foreigners. So I have more chance in Mexico too. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. So basically you say in Japan, people are interested in foreigners. Mm -hmm. In Mexico, also people are interested in foreigners. Yeah. But in Europe, people are interested in white people. No, not in Europe, Germany. Germany. Yeah. If you go to Poland, they like Asian people. It's uh, Germany, I think. Why is it? I have no idea. Well, maybe this is the fact that generally people don't like short people. You know, if you want to date, you want to date with somebody taller than you. From the perspective of girls, no? Maybe that's why. And Polish girls are small. And the Spanish girls, Portuguese, they're also small. But German, they're tall. So they may not want to date shorter guys. Because I am the maybe the same you know, average size with German girls, right? But there yeah. might be preference which might be developed during your childhood, right? So th there are now more girls who like Asian boys because of the K-pop. You know, they see the K-pop stars, they look handsome, so they think also some normal Asian people are also nice, I don't know. I see. So if you like K-pop, they like to have a Korean boyfriend. Maybe you can conduct interview during your photo shooting too. What kind of uh, ethnic do you like to date with? Asian, white, or black? But I realized in Germany, black guys are very popular. That's what my friends say. And handsome guys, of course. So what is a handsome definition? I think it's about that. You know, each country has a different handsomeness, no? Probably. And here, you have to be tall, and maybe skinny, a little bit, and then, yeah. Because I know a Japanese guy who is popular here too, but he looks really good, you know, like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Everybody can tell, you know. And then the girls say, I never saw dating Asian guy, but okay, he looks like a model. <laughs> of course, okay. it's a different, you know, we are average people, so. But I met some Japanese model here, they have no problem dating with any German girls. So it's not about ethnic, it's like how you look. If you are handsome, it's all exception. This was the second episode of my Complex Stranger podcast. Now you can go back to the portrait of our stranger from this episode and see if your first impression of him has been changed. And if you're able to see more than his look and appearance. As the last word, if you would like to support the podcast, introduce it to your friends, family, and loved ones.